Good morning, my name is Umberto Mucci. This is with Italian News, a podcast regarding Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, September 7. Now, uh, as promised, uh, uh, today there's a special episode about this podcast, so we won't talk about coronavirus, but for once we'll talk about something that we never talk about, which is politics, or at least we talk about uh, something that uh, is not exactly political, but is also constitutional and institutional. I'm talking about the referendum that Italy will vote about on September 20 and 21st. Uh, now, I'll try to be brief and, uh, of course, I'll try to give you the reasons of the no and of the yes without uh, leaning. Uh, I have my ideas, but this is not about my ideas, it's, uh, it is about explaining, trying to explain very briefly about what's happening. Of course, I'll cut some corners because otherwise this video would be a 30-minute video and we don't want that. Now, the question is simple and easy to understand. The constitutional referendum of September 20 and 21 calls the voters to express themselves of the, about the degrees in the number of the members of the Italian Parliament for a total degrees of 345. In case of a yes victory, the deputies would decrease to 400 from the current 630 and uh, the senators to 200 from 315. In all, one third of the composition of the Legislative Assembly, which today counts 945 elected representatives. The reasons for the yes vote are that uh, we have too many members of the parliament, with the result that the expenses of the parliament are very high, and without this being resolved in legislative uh, efficiency. <coughs> the reasons in support of no are that to decrease the number of the members of the parliament means to have a less representative parliament, which is dangerous, with a very slight decrease on the co of the costs and no gain in efficiency. Now, how does a constitutional referendum work? The first consideration concerns the type of consultation. This one is a cons constitutional referendum, the fourth one carried out in the history of the Republic. Therefore, it has different rules from those uh, provided by the classic abrogative referendum to which we are accustomed. In this case, we do not vote on an existing law to abrogate it, but we vote to decide whether or not to approve a constitutional change. Technically, this referendum is about the confirmation of a law that the Parliament has already approved with a procedure provided for the constitutional rules, which is an exceptional procedure. It takes two separate votes in each of the two houses, spaced at least three months apart. If in the end the chambers approve with at least two-thirds of the votes, the law is passed. If the parliamentary approval takes place by simple majority but without reaching two-thirds, then the confirm confirmatory referendum can proceed, as has happened in this case. An important fact is that the confirm confirmatory referendum does not require a quorum. The result, whatever the number of voters, is valid. This premise on the rules uh, validly gives the idea of the importance of the referendum question, which goes precisely to modify an article of the Constitution. Now, where do parties stand? <coughs> Brace yourselves. The biggest parties actually represented in the Italian Parliament are all in favor of yes. Five Star Movement, which is the most sensitive to the issue, Democratic Party, Lega, a right party, and Fratelli d'Italia, another, another right party. Two small parties, Più Europa, they are pro-Europe, and the Italian left are against it, are for no. In addition, there is Forza Italia, Berlusconi's middle right party, which is divided between yes and no, and Italia Viva, uh, 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 middle-left party, the party of former Prime Minister Matteo Renzi, which leaves freedom of choice to its voters. There are also several individual members of the Parliament who, transversely, will vote no even though they belong to political forces lined up for yes. 
But things are even more complicated. If you look at this from the point of view of the coherence of the actual political alliances, it's a mess. In this moment in the coalition that supports the government, we have five stars, Democratic Party, the two biggest ones of the coalition, who both vote yes. Italian left votes no, and Italia Viva gives freedom to vote. In the opposition, there are two parties for the yes, Lega and Fratelli d'Italia, one undecided, Forza Italia, and one for the no, Più Europa. But politically, Più Europa is not allied neither with the center-right nor with the center-left. If it seems complicated enough, listen here. Until a year ago, the coalition supporting the former gov government was made by the five stars with Lega, with the same prime minister who is in charge now. It was a, uh, a center-right uh, coalition. That's when they began to vote in the parliament for this constitutional change. And Lega voted yes because it was allied with those who had proposed it, the five stars. But now Lega should vote no. Many people think that if the no vote wins, the government could fall, and this would be good for Lega and Fratelli d'Italia, which are in, at the opposition now. And in fact, a poll says that in the referendum, going against the suggestion of their political leaders, 45% of the voters of Fratelli d'Italia and 36% of the voters of Lega will vote no. Moreover, on the other hand, when they started to vote in the parliament of this reform, uh, the Democratic Party was at the opposition of the former government and thus voted no. Today it, it officially votes yes because in the meantime it became allied in the new government with the five stars, which, let's remember, are the ones who proposed this reform. But according to the poll, 32% of the Democratic Party voters will vote no, contrary to what's suggested today by the leader of the party. I know, you must think it's a Cohen Brothers movie, but it's way worse, it's the Italian politics. And let's talk about the main topics touched by this vote. The uh, representation of the territories. The reason for the yes says that the cut provided for the Senate and the House with respectively 115 senators and 230 deputies less would not cause particular cracks in the representation, not even to the Senate, where, moreover, today already exist differences between the regions because it is elected on a regional basis. The reasons for the no says that the risk of the territories underrepresented would be concrete. In percentage decreasing of 345 units, the number of the elected ones Italy would have, as an example, would mean that we would have a deputy every 151,000 inhabitants, the lowest proportion in the whole Europe. Electoral law. The reasons for the yes says that the lack of approval of the electoral reform in conjunction with the reduction in the number of seats would not give rise to any imbalance. On the contrary, it would be a warning for the prop for it launching a reform of the current system. It is not the number of deputies and senators to be elected that affects the mechanism of choice. The reason for the no says that the absence of a reform of the system with which we vote today will create an alteration. In this case, there would also be the problem of the type of electoral system to choose. Parliamentary regulations. The, res the reasons for the yes says that correct corrective measures would not be indispensable. Everything would work the same way. The reasons for the no says that it would be dangerous to start cutting members of the parliament without a reform of internal regulations, especially in the Senate. With the new numbers, the current regulations would not guarantee the power functioning of the parliament. It's like sewing one leg of a chair in half. The balance of the chair is compromised and who sits down falls, unless you saw the other three legs to make all four return to the same level. Election of the President of the Republic. The reason for the yes says that the lower number of elected representatives in Parliament would not affect the weight of the three representatives for each region who, together with the House and Senate, participate in the election of the head of state, which will happen in 2022. The reasons of no says that the reduction of the number of members of the Parliament who participate in the election of the President of the Republic would cause a greater weight of the regional councillors, but above all, a great polarization of the political clash. 
with the concrete risk that the majority, from time to time, impose its head of state, who instead must be a symbol of the unity of the country. The cost of the politics. The reason for the yes says that the cut of 345 parliamentarians, which resu will result in annual savings net of about 57 million euros, about 3.12 euros for each Italian family. The reasons for the no says that we would save the 0.007% of the Italian annual public spending. We cannot save on institutions a democratic representation, and there are other costs that weigh on the state finances way more. In short, it seems a typical case of catch-22. Think about it. If the Italians do not love the parliament as it is and want to change it, they apparently must vote yes. But if they vote yes, they confirm the change approved by the parliament. So, why do they want to change the parliament? If to do so, they have to confirm what it has done? It may seem a paradox, paradox, but in reality, it is the perfect restriction of the madness of Italian politics. And I understand you well if, at the end of this video, you need a headache pill now. Welcome to Italy. Now, it's all for now, it's all for today. Please stay safe and stay healthy. I'll see you on Wednesday, September 9, and we will talk about something else, not politics, not the referendum. Thank you very much for seeing and for listening. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italian News. Ciao from Rome.